Hello and welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Student Health and Counseling Center, or SHAC. We are located in the Health Promotion Suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Josh. My pronouns are they, them, and theirs. Welcome to the Relaxation Station, where you'll be given the opportunity to chill out and connect your body and mind. Today we are focusing on mindfulness. In this episode, you'll find information about mindfulness, two mindfulness meditations, and I'm even interviewing Shaq's mental health promotion specialist, Amy Ruff. If you are in serious need of relaxation, please get comfortable and continue listening. Let's begin this episode with a brief glimpse into mindfulness. Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we're doing, and to not be overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. Mindfulness is a quality that every human being already possesses. It's not something you have to conjure up. You just have to learn how to access it. While mindfulness is innate, it can be cultivated through proven techniques, particularly seated, walking, standing, and moving meditations, as well as short pauses we insert into our daily life, and even merging meditation practices with other activities, such as yoga or sports. Mindfulness does not rely on expensive materials or complex teachings to achieve its goal of centering and relaxing. All you need to do to practice mindfulness is a space to relax and the ability to sit with yourself and your thoughts. The more you practice mindfulness, the more you are able to relax and sit with your thoughts without judgment. To begin this practice, Let yourself be in a relaxed and comfortable position. We are going to be working on the practice of cultivating positive emotion. In this case, that emotion is loving kindness, which is the desire for someone to be happy or for yourself to be happy. It's not dependent on something. It is not conditional. It is just a natural opening of the heart to someone else or to yourself. So you can check in to your body and notice how you're feeling right now. Letting whatever is there, be there. Now, let yourself bring to mind someone who, the moment you think of them, you feel happy. See who you bring to mind. It could be a relative, a close friend, 
Someone you have not too of a complicated relationship with. Just a general sense that when you think of them, you feel happy. You may choose your child even, or even your pet. A creature is fairly easy to feel love for. So let them come to mind. Envision them in front of you. You can feel them, sense them, see them. And as you imagine them, notice how you're feeling inside. Maybe you feel some warmth or there's some heat to your face, a smile, a sense of expansiveness. This is a loving kindness. This is a natural feeling that's accessible to all of us at any moment. So now, having this loved one in front of you, begin to wish them well. May they be safe and protected from danger. May they be happy and peaceful. May they be healthy and strong. May they have ease and well-being. And as you tell them these things, feel them, send them to this person. You may think in images, you may have a sense of color or light, you may just have a feeling. The words you say to them may continue to bring on more of this feeling. And I encourage you to say whatever feelings are meaningful to you. May they be free from stress and anxiety. May they be free from all fear. And so, as you are sending out these words and these feelings of loving kindness, also check into yourself and see how you're feeling inside. Now imagine that this loved one turns around and begins to send these feelings back to you. See if you can receive the loving kindness that you just sent them. Take it in. They're saying to you, may you be happy. May you be peaceful and at ease. May you be safe 
and protected from all danger. May you have joy, well-being. Now let yourself take in this love. If you're not feeling anything at this point or before in the meditation, that is okay. This is a practice that plants seeds. And if you're feeling something else other than loving kindness, check into that. Ask yourself what it is that you're feeling. There may be something to learn here. Now, if it's possible, and it's not always easy to do this, see if you can send loving kindness to yourself. You may imagine it coming down from your body into your heart. You may just have a sense of what it may feel like. Take a moment and tell yourself, may I be safe and protected from danger. May I be healthy and strong. May I be happy and peaceful. May I accept myself just as I am. And so you may ask yourself the question, what do I need to be happy? See what arises in your mind and offer that to yourself. Say to yourself, may I have meaningful work, a joyful life, close friends and family, and now, checking into yourself and noticing what it is you feel as you do this. Let yourself bring to mind one person or a group of people that you wish to send this loving kindness to. Imagine them in front of you. Sense them, feel them. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be free from all stress, anxiety, and fear. May you be free from worry or from grief. May you have joy and happiness, well-being. And now let this loving kindness expand out, spreading, touching anyone that you want to touch right now in all directions. People you know, people you don't know, 
people you have difficulty with, people you love. Imagine expanding and touching each person or animal. Whoever is touched by this loving kindness is changed. You can imagine that. So may everyone everywhere be happy, peaceful, and at ease. May we all experience great joy. today with Amy Ruff, mental health promotion specialist within the Center for Student Health and Counseling. Hi, Amy. Thank you for being here. I've prepared some questions centered around mindfulness, so let's get into them. So, Amy, how would you explain the concept of mindfulness to those with little to no familiarity with the concept? Yeah, well, mindfulness is moment-by-moment awareness of our physical, mental, and emotional experiences. Um, It also involves non-judgment 
meaning that we pay attention to our thoughts and feelings without believing there is a right or wrong way to think or feel at a given moment. Um, I think it's also important to note that mindfulness and all that it encompasses for us now um, has its origins in the Eastern religions of Hinduism and Buddhism. So it's more than a 2,500-year-old practice. Um, and in traditional Buddhist scriptures, it's one of 40 different types of meditation taught by the Buddha. Um, and to some, it's considered a path to enlightenment. Um, in the 70s, um, a man by the name of Dr. John Kabat-Zinn um, is credited with bringing it to the Western world. And he defines mindfulness as paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. Um, and I think it's also worth noting that its rise in popularity in recent years has led to some reasonable criticisms and critiques. Um, and that's because it's kind of being sold back to us in a way that is really common with American commercialism. And we're even seeing it like pop up in the workforce and offered by employers as a tool for employees to max their performance. Um, when in fact, we know that it's for the individual and it's a personal journey of self-healing and regulating our bodies. Um, and I think anytime something is sold to us, it can become a fad and then ultimately it can be dismissed as not effective if we see it kind of as that fad. So just to know that it's not a cure-all uh, and it won't fix everything, but perhaps it will allow us to endure the things that we can't change. Yeah. Um, and so um, what is the difference between mindfulness meditation and other types of meditation? Well, I think in this case, it might be easier simply just to say what it is as opposed to what it isn't, mm -hmm. um, just because there's thousands of different meditation techniques, and this is just one of them. But really, it's how our attention shifts. Um, deliberately, we're directing our attention to the here and now, and we're doing that without judgment. So no labels or criticisms. Fantastic. Um, can you tell us about your experience with mindfulness as a mental health professional? Yeah, I mean, most of my work has been with folks who are struggling with trauma. Um, and we know that trauma oftentimes lives in the body. Uh, and so checking in with our bodies can be a very scary thing for folks. And so really, it's that process of um, letting folks check in with themselves and be present instead of checking out. Mm -hmm. And so in many ways, um, you know, all of us, whether we have trauma or um, struggling with mental health or not, we often engage in behaviors to avoid our experience or like the thoughts that we're having. So that could be like smoking cigarettes or binge watching Netflix for six <laughs> hours or overeating. Um, and it might even be like engaging in risky behaviors just to feel something different. Um, and so in many ways, like we can live totally disconnected from our bodies. And I want to also note that like none of those things are inherently bad. <laughs> you know, sometimes we need to watch Netflix for six hours. Um, but at other times we might want something different for ourselves. And so I think um, when I've worked with folks that begin, it's through the breath, engaging the breath and, and allowing themselves to be present, people start to grow an acceptance of themselves and start to redevelop a relationship with their body, um, which can lead to kind of overcoming addictions and shame-based behaviors that we engage in. Um, I think one example I like to offer um, is this idea of urge surfing. So for people who like want to avoid a behavior or reduce or stop a habit, um, the idea is that, like, um, if we allow that urge to overtake us, that's fine. It's probably not going to last more than 30 minutes. <laughs> but if we don't feed that urge, it will pass. Um, but if we try to suppress that urge or we try to deny the fact that maybe we're thinking about having a cigarette, it's just going to, like, build in us even greater mm -hmm. until we ultimately do that thing. And so the idea of the urge serve is, like, you get the urge, you allow it, you feel it, you think about it as much as you need to. And then you give yourself time to breathe 
and move from it and go through it. And I've seen that be really helpful for lots of folks. Wow. I've never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what mindfulness resources do you recommend based on this experience? I think it really depends on what you're seeking with regards to your mindfulness practice. So I think if you're struggling with trauma or long-term anxiety and toxic stress, um, I would totally recommend um, connecting with a therapist or a counselor who's trained in DBT, so that's dialectical behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. or cognitive behavioral therapy. And those folks are likely to have a whole host of different techniques and tools for you to learn about. Um, but if you simply want to be more present and aware in your life, um, There's good apps. There's lots of free apps as well Mm -hmm. um, that can lead you in guided meditation or breathing exercises. uh, Or simply there's like apps that can ring a bell hourly that you can then use to hear to like say, oh, I'm going to like return to my body and take some deep breaths. And I know that one has been really helpful for me as someone who is a really big procrastinator (laughs) and whose thoughts will go on some long tangents. Uh, And so that's a really great way to be like, okay. And back to what the task at hand is. <laughs> yeah. That's been really helpful for me. Awesome. Um, so how can we incorporate mindfulness into our daily lives? Yeah, I mean, I think there's kind of two ways we can do it. We can do it as needed when we find that we are getting stressed or we need to ground ourselves. Um, maybe we're in an anxiety-producing scenario. Um, but also if we can incorporate it as a practice because we know repetition helps. Mm -hmm. So like, while it can be helpful in that kind of like that crisis, um, we know that if we're like carving out time in our day to engage in a mindfulness based practice, um, it's going to create routine. It's going to create a new habit. And then ultimately it will start to create different like patterns in our brains that we might not find ourselves um, getting stressed out or totally anxious where Mm -hmm. we'd be able to like return to that state of calm um, and non-judgment and being present um, and getting through it. But again, I think it's any time that we do something on purpose <laughs> in the present moment and without judgment. So for some folks that might look like just cooking dinner <laughs> for yourself and yeah. like turning music off and putting your phone away and engaging with your five senses and intentionally feeding yourself, because that's a really important thing for us to do that we often forget. So I think there's all kinds of different ways that we can, um, put it into our daily routines or, or like add it to the routines that we already have, but we need to be aware that that's our intention. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so um, how can Portland State include mindfulness resources and techniques on campus and within curriculum? Yeah, well, it's pretty cool. We're starting to do that already. Um, Marcy Hunt, who is the Director of Counseling Services at SHAC, and the Healthy Campus Initiative has been piloting a mindfulness moment for faculty and staff that they can implement at the beginning of each class. Mm -hmm. And it only takes about three to five minutes, um, and it can bring students into the room, uh, allowing people a moment to, like, de-stress, let their thoughts go from whether it was parking or their other class or this test coming up, (laughs) Um, and just allow folks an opportunity to be present as learners. Um, So within that little curriculum that they've created, there's guiding breathing, there's body scanning exercises, self-compassion mantras, um, and just gratitude exercises. And so far, we've gotten really positive feedback from the students and instructors who have used it. Um, So perhaps if you're a student and that's something that you think would be helpful or of benefit to you or your class, you can ask your instructor and say, hey, that'd be really great if you did it. Um, Or you can reach out to the health promotion team at SHAC um, and we can help you with that curriculum or we can talk to professors within your department Mm -hmm. and see if it's something that they would like. And I think um, there were many like faculty and instructors that were hesitant, were like mm-hmm. thinking like, 
this isn't why students are paying to be here. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. is this going to be of value to people? And they just found categorically that like people appreciate it. So, wow. Mm-hmm. wow. I can't wait to do it in one of my classes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how can we practice mindfulness with or around other people or in crowded spaces? Well, we can always certainly come together in guided meditation, whether that's like one of us leading a guided meditation or it's just listening to the same app. So it can always be kind of a communal thing. Um, but although you mentioned like in crowded spaces, so like if you're on the bus and you're not necessarily doing it with the people that are around you, you're doing it for yourself in a busy place. Um, that can be simply doing breathing exercises. Um, we know that breathing is an unconscious process. So checking in with yourself can actually be surprising when you like note your breath, like, whoa, my heart is racing right now. (laughs) Um, And so in those cases, it's helpful to have kind of your favorite go-to breathing exercises. Um, One that's really simple that I think is a great one for the bus is block breathing. Mm -hmm. So simply breathing in for four seconds, holding your breath for four seconds, exhaling for four seconds, holding your breath for four seconds, and so forth. <laughs> yeah. um, and so just that counting uh, and awareness of how your body is moving will regulate it and calm you down, especially if you find yourself stressed in really uh, busy places. Um, there's also things like body scanning that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in class and it's like packed, you can squeeze your toes for 30 seconds, let them go, <laughs> squeeze your thighs for 30 <laughs> seconds, let it go, engage your stomach, and so forth, um, mm-hmm. all the way up to even your face. That might look silly. Um, <laughs> but there's ways that you can engage with your body, um, and no one around you has to know it. Fantastic. Um, so how can people who have trouble sitting still or organizing their thoughts practice mindfulness? That's the beautiful thing about mindfulness. There's no need to sit still. (laughs) You can do it while you're running, if that makes sense to you. Um, But doing it consciously because it's good for you. So you're running because it's good for you or whatever motion that feels good. Um, Connecting with your body and the breath and then allowing frustrating thoughts to come and go. Mm -hmm. So like you could go for a run to get it out. But if the whole time you're running, you're thinking about your test that's coming up, you're like pulling even. You might not be engaged in mindfulness then. Um, But so if motion is helpful, you can absolutely incorporate it into whatever kind of movement feels good for you. Um, And then also, luckily, you don't need any organized thoughts to engage in mindfulness. (laughs) Like it's not a thought based thing. Um, It's really simply acknowledging that your thoughts might be scrambled right now yeah. and just saying that's okay and I'm going to keep breathing or I'm going to keep engaging um, in whatever like grounding technique it is that you're interested in. Great. Um, I definitely need to start using that because I have that trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so how would you like to see the Center for Student Health and Counseling support students and staff in bringing mindfulness into our lives? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the mindfulness moment um, that Marcy in the Healthy Campus Initiative is doing is like a great example of like taking a therapeutic tool and adapting it so that it can work out on campus Mm -hmm. and and like kind of live in the daily experiences of students. So I think um, finding other ways that we can engage folks around it in that way would be great. Um, I know, for instance, here at Shack, we have a gratitude tree in our hallway where folks can stop and simply like take a moment to express gratitude for things. And so I think there's um, creative ways that that can be done. I know there's something similar at the School of Social Work on the walls. And so I think there's all kinds of creative ways that we can we can put it and build it into our environments. Um, but I think really it needs to feel 
like authentic and good. Like for yeah. some folks, like it's just not going to work or it's not going to be um, of value to them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And not kind of um, assuming that like, if we give this to everyone, we'll all be better. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is actually a really great tool. Um, it's not necessarily a solution for folks. So it's yes. like one of the many tools that we can offer folks in their toolkit. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. Yeah, no problem. Um, I hope everybody really enjoyed this interview. Um, We are going to continue with some more information after this. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you on our next episode, which will be posted every Wednesday. For spring term, we have moved our hut to Instagram Live at PSU underscore what, and you can find us there once a week. While PSU has gone fully remote until the end of summer 2020 term, we wanted to let you know that Shaq is still here for you. We are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Both our health services and counseling services departments can be used by scheduling a telehealth appointment by calling 503-725-2800. If you are looking for more casual information, check out our online health magazine at pdx.campuswell.com in our brand new virtual mind spa experience. There will be website links in the episode description. If you have any questions around health or well-being information during this time, we also have a Google form that you can complete for us to answer on our Instagram and website. Thank you so much for listening and please take care of yourself. We are going to be closing out this episode with a mindfulness meditation and then some calming music to help you connect your mind and body. I really hope this episode has helped you relax and deepen your understanding of mindfulness. Please stop by the relaxation station if you ever need a moment of peace in the future. Please take a moment to find your meditation posture. Sitting in a way that's neither too tight nor too relaxed, yet still comfortable and upright. Now begin to notice your body from the inside, noticing the shape and the weight, and the touch, and areas you make contact with the floor or chair. Now you may focus on your breathing, feeling your breath. in the area of either the abdomen, chest, or nostrils. Feeling the gentle rising and falling of your abdomen or chest. Or the coolness and in and out sensations at your nostrils. See your breath 
as your anchor. It is where we establish our awareness. It helps us have something to always return to. The simple act of breathing. Now, you might notice that other things pull your attention away from the breath. And that may be sound. So right now, just for a moment, bring your attention to these sounds inside the room or even outside of it. Simply taking a moment to listen. These sounds may be pleasant or unpleasant. Listen to them with curiosity and interest. Noticing them coming and going. Without getting caught up in a story about what the sound is or why it is there. Simply observing, simply listening. You may also notice the sound of silence. Now, letting go of these sounds, bring your attention back into your body. Notice if there are any body sensations. There might be pressure or tightness, movement, or vibration, heat, or cold. You may even notice tingling sensations. Notice which sensations call to you and let your attention go to them. It may be a very strong and obvious sensation, or a soft and subtle sensation. You may notice yourself jumping from sensation to sensation, or there may be one that grabs your attention and holds it. particularly if it is unpleasant. You may notice it. Is it growing or shrinking? Moving 
Does it pulse or throb? Ache? Just notice with curiosity. Similarly, not making up a whole story about the experience. Just being directly with the sensations in your body. Now, return to your breathing, finding your breath. And as you continue on in this meditation, you'll stay with your breath, one breath at a time. If you notice yourself lost in thoughts, notice these thoughts, label them, maybe even take a moment to notice that you are thinking or wandering. Then redirect your attention, returning back to the breathing. Now, if you find a sound or a body sensation becomes so obvious that you can't any longer stay with the breath because it pulls your attention away. Then let yourself let go of the breath and focus on the body sensation or the sound. Listen to it or feel it until it no longer holds your attention or it has stopped. At that point, go back to your breathing. Returning to the simplicity of your anchor, your breath. We'll try this for a few minutes in silence.
Now, once again, notice your whole body sitting, tuning into the shape, the posture, the movement. Let yourself relax. And wish yourself well. May I be happy and at ease. May I be free from stress and anxiety. May I be peaceful. And let yourself consider the possibility of finding peace and ease, well-being.